Hello. It is nearly the end of summer, and one of my most favorite things in St. Louis is the Tennessee Williams Festival. And oftentimes, it is coordinated with the summer. And this year, we're having the centerpiece suddenly last summer. See where I'm going with this? So today, we have the one-of-a-kind Carrie Hope with us. She is the executive director Artistic director. I'm getting your title wrong, I'm sure. Executive artistic director. Okay. And this has been going on since 2016. And I'm always so excited when you announce the theme and all your programming because I just love the whole vibe of what you do with it, the education panels and the specials. And then it seems like it's always centered in a different area. And uh, as much as I like traipsing around the Grand Center, uh, yeah. we are going to be in U City this year. So you have lots to share today. Oh my gosh! Well, we're Lynn. This is uh, probably the first time since 2019 that I can say we're we're fully loaded for a full festival. I mean, during the pandemic, of course, you know, we went to the radio for one year. And then we went to the Glass Menagerie House in the Central West End, and we did have side events there. But because of the pandemic, they all had to be sort of outside, and we had the walking tour and panels, but not much other than that. The tribute, you know, we always get that in. But uh, And then last year in Grand Century with the Rose Tattoo and the Big Top, that was such an enormous uh, undertaking that we didn't have many side events last year. We had some things on the Hill, which were terrific, really terrific. I loved being part of that community as well. But, you know, I do like being part of a different community every year. It's sort of wonderful to bring Tennessee Williams words to the neighborhoods of St. Louis. So this year we're in University City at a, a, a venue that is like home to me. I taught at Coca for 10 years when I moved here from Chicago. Oh, wow. Uh, my daughter, I say, grew up at Coca because she probably was there seven days a week dancing um, for her childhood. So the, most of you know, they have a beautiful new theater, the Catherine Burgess Theater. And it's it's a breathtaking venue and it feels good to be back in. <laughs> this is the first time we've been in a theater since 2019. Oh, wow. Oh, so, yes. Well, so I just, an yes. old gal, I, it, it's, it just, it, you know, just being back on true boards, being back on the boards just feels very nourishing to me. Um, And, you know, having wings and, light grids and you know it just feels delightful and not that I don't love site-specific work you know I do yes but, and we have a site-specific production this year so we're doing suddenly last summer at the Catherine Burgess Theater it's our main stage production directed by Tim O'Sell who I've with on two main stage shows our beautiful streetcar named Desire and the equally beautiful Night of the Iguana and then Tim actually directed some of our radio productions during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we're back, we're back together again on suddenly last summer It's his favorite play. And it's, 
I've got to say it's the reason I'm doing it because I wanted to work with Tim again. And that's the one he wanted to do. And just cast wise, et cetera, coming back out of the pandemic, it's, it's a manageable sized Williams play, you know, it doesn't have a cast of 20. And I like that for this year. I love this play. And I was so happy that you said you were going to do it because I remember at one of the theater crawls, you did a scene from it. And I thought, oh, I hope they do this. Here we go. I know. I recall watching the movie as a youngster and being enthralled because Elizabeth Taylor and Catherine Hepburn and Montgomery Cliff. I mean, how how great is that cast? And well, they are indeed great, but wait till you see our cast. Oh, yes. I am so excited because Bradley Tejada, which I have, uh, you know, I just think the world of him. And uh, he was tremendous in The Glass Menagerie and so good in The Rose Tattoo. So he is back. And you They're have totally a totally different kind of role. I mean, Bradley's role couldn't be more different from the one <laughs> Alvaro Manchacaballo from last year. We have the great grand Lisa Tejero, who Lynn, I have wanted to work with since we started the festival. She was able to do our tribute in year one. Um, in fact, she has fond memories of the reading. She she read The Man in the Overstuffed Chair, which is just a gorgeous Williams essay that he wrote about his dad. And I, I've just, her schedule has never allowed um, her to work with us since then. And this year, I felt because we did the time change, I got her. And oh, she's glorious as Violet Venable. I mean, I can't begin to tell you. Um, we have Bradley as uh, Dr. Kukurich, um, also known as Dr. Sugar. Um, uh, Rengan Alte, another lovely actor from Chicago who's playing Mrs. Holly. And I strangely have met her twice in New Orleans at that Tennessee Williams Festival at the Hotel Monteleone poolside. <laughs> when her husband, he's a he's a novelist. Um, oh boy, I need to remember his last name. Anyway, he's, and that's a literary festival. So he's there every year. And um, uh, so I met Rengan and I knew she was an actor and we knew a lot of people in common and she read for us and was terrific. We have Harrison Farmer, who's a Webster grad and a glorious young male actor. I'm just crazy about him. He did our theater showcase for us this year. Um, A delightful woman named Naima Randolph, who I became aware of when she was here with the Shakespeare Festival in 2019. That's the year I met Bradley in Love's Labor's Lost. Oh, okay. And she is a native uh, St. Louisan. She doesn't reside here currently, but her family does, and she she's back. Um, Aisha Edwards is Sister Felicity, and uh, oh, Bethany Barr is playing Miss Fox Hill. And it turns out we didn't know this. Bethany and Lisa are friends of many decades. Oh, wow. Oh, it's it, it was sort of serendipitous, serendipitous that she's playing um, Violet Venable's secretary. So, wonderful. That's yeah. so wonderful. I'm excited because I saw the cast and yeah. I thought uh, that they uh, I thought this is going to bring new energy to it. And 
that I will uh, attest to what you said about Coca. It is a wonderful facility. And I just think that um, that's going to bring a whole new level to uh, uh, what, what you've done. And, and not that I don't like having, uh, I love going to all those different homes and, and uh, you know, outdoors and everything else that, that you have presented in the festival, but this is going to be very special having it on such a beautiful stage, I think. And our scenic design, James Walk, he came back to, as our designer, is bre it's breathtaking. I mean, wait till you see. He did our streetcar set. Uh, Matt McCarthy is back in town after having lived in New York for quite a while. And we got him and his lighting is glorious. Uh, Philip Evans is our sound designer. Henry Palkas, who did original music for Streetcar, came back to do some original music for this show. Uh, Dottie Anglis did our costumes. Oh, wow. You've got the cream of the crop. I really you've wanted to work with for years. Yeah, and you've got an all-star crew. Our creative team, I should say. Yeah, And, and you and always Adam have an all-star who's been our costume assist for a number of years now is working with Dottie. And, you know, I love having new and upcoming talent work with people who can mentor them gloriously and uh, yeah. Happy. Yeah. No, that yeah. sounds wonderful. And then you always have a film, a Tennessee Williams film as part of the festival. And I'm excited that you're having cat on a hot tin roof presented by cinema St. Louis on Tuesday. Yeah. And that's one of my favorites too. And I can't wait till you have that sprawling cast on one of your stages. Uh, some year. And so this is going to be Might get your wish, Lynn. We'll okay, see. good. Good. <laughs> but uh, uh, cause there's a lot more, there's a lot more to go with Tennessee. Sure. You know? We can, you know, we'll do it long, long after I'm gone and we wouldn't even have to repeat anything and we could keep going for a long time. Well, he it's wrote, just so, it's so great. Well, yeah, but it's just so great how you took this in 2014, 15. 14, we did stairs to the roof as a stand. I did it. It was just a project of mine as a standalone play. And the audience, well, we sold out a three-week, full three-week run. And people said, why don't you do a festival like New Orleans has or like Provincetown or Columbus, Mississippi or Clarkston? I mean, everyone had them, but us. And honestly, for years, I thought St. Louis was the obvious choice for a Tennessee Williams Festival because he lived here for almost 20 years. And his years here really influenced so much of his work. Yes. And yeah. what you brought out, like all the different scholars that have panels mm -hmm. and uh, Tom Mitchell and uh, that, that, you know, and, and everything. It's just great to hear more perspective because one of the things, and I know you get this a zillion times because this is what I hear whenever I say, oh, I love the Tennessee Williams Festival. This is, you know, so and they go, oh, Tennessee Williams didn't like St. Louis. And then I have to go into the whole spiel. Thank and, you, Lynn. Yes, because <laughs> because it's not true. Well, it's only partly. He didn't enjoy his family life here. It was very fraught with drama and uh, discourse and, you know, it was dysfunctional. And, 
you know, many people have had unpleasant childhoods and might say, oh, I hate, you know, New York or I hate Chicago. A lot of bad stuff happened there. But the the fact is he loved the city. He thought it was beautiful. Once he got used to it when he was a child, it took him a minute because he came from a bucolic Southern atmosphere. And, and at that time, the Williams moved here. St. Louis was very polluted. I mean, it was very industrial in the city and very polluted. And it was a shock. But I think as he grew, he loved Forest Park. He loved the Jewel Box and, and the Muni. He writes about the Muni. Um, so like all of us, I mean, we all know what the, the gems of our city are and appreciate them. And, you know, they're always wonderful to come back to. I've lived, you know, away three different times in my life. And here I am. Here I, I am. Yeah, I know, because it's just uh, one of those gravitational poles. But yeah. I do his he's so lyrical mm-hmm. and he's so site specific, which I love because I just remember reading Glass Menagerie in high school and saying, well, he talks about the jewel box in here, you know, and, and it's just it's it it's um. And I I just love everything you do, and uh, the uh, something spoken is quite extraordinary as well. And I'm very behind in them, so I can still catch up. Is that correct? Well, not or- for much longer. They did. There was a programming error. Uh, our third week, uh, we we I hope they're doing a replay of it because it played at the wrong time. The case of the crushed petunias. So we may get that this Saturday. I hope. Okay, um, good because that's Chauncey. <laughs> and I think it's sitting on. Oh, it is Chauncey, and it's a really yeah. good one. I think it's sitting on their website at Classic One Hundred Seven Three. Okay. Until but just until the end of this week, I believe. Because okay. we have licensing, you know, we only get the licensing for so long. So right. Well, I just thought that was the greatest thing during the COVID because it really was extraordinary. And it's a whole new way of listening to Tennessee. Oh, I mean, people loved it. That's why we're we've continued it. Yes. Um, and you have you have made great connections and partnerships with people, which I applaud because Brian Holfeld and 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 all these creative people, uh, you've got them doing things and bringing new ways to look at Tennessee Williams. Yeah, and I don't want to dismiss our second stage production, which is something unspoken. At uh, we have a, a second venue today that is again spectacular, but entirely different than the Burgess Theater. It's the home of Mayor Terry Crow not mayor of St. Louis, university city mayor, because we're we're focusing the festival on Tennessee's university city years. His family lived on Enright for many, many years. In fact, some people say the apartment on Enright was also an influence for the Glass Menagerie. The building no longer exists, but it was actually the same block my father grew up on, on Enright. But he went to University City High School. He went to Wash U. And, you know, you imagine him going to the Tivoli in the Del Mar Entertainment District uh, during those days. It was in his the last stretch of his time here. So we're focusing on the youth city years. 
And Mayor Terry Crow, who's the current mayor of U City, is opening up his gorgeous mansion. It's the former Rand Mansion on Del Mar. If for those of you who know Del Mar, just west of Big Bend, it's a big white pillared house. I always say Big Daddy could live there. It looks like uh -huh. a Big Daddy house. It's a mansion. So we're doing our opening night reception there. We're doing something unspoken, which is a wonderful. It's one of the first published Tennessee Williams one acts. Um, it's in a volume with 27 wagons full of cotton and some of the more known one acts that's been around. The book's been around for a long time. So we're doing oh, yeah. we've done it on the radio with Brenda Curran and Julie Layton. And they did such a splendid job. We thought, boy, it would be beautiful to do it in this house because it's sort of the kind of house where the main character, Cornelia, would live in the Garden District of New Orleans. Uh -huh. So Mayor Terry Crow is letting us stage the play in the foyer of his home, which is quite large. And the audience will be sitting there right with the, the actors. It's, it's a stage reading but it's it's going to be beautiful. And uh, it's a short play. It's only about 40 minutes, followed by a talk back. We have a different scholar every day following. And uh, the audience will get to enjoy refreshments, uh, similarly to the women the women that who are talked about in the play at the at the women's meeting. So we'll have lady fingers and lemonade. Oh neat. Yeah. Oh neat. I'm really well, excited. I about that it's a it's it's a really lovely little play and thoughtful little play and um yeah brian directed at holfeld who's again one of our company members yes and uh, you've got quite a company there well i just think so for more information everybody should go to twstl.org correct correct Yes, or metroflix.com for tickets. And you can, can have just all quickly mention that a troop from Poland is coming in. Oh my goodness. To do the glass menagerie, which will be, you know, this year, Lynn, we're performing the whole stretch of the festival. It's not just the two weekends. So they they will be uh performing the day after the screening of uh Cat on a Hutton Roof, Wednesday night, September 13th at the chapel right off of Skinker on Alexander Drive. And uh, it's free of charge, donation only. We would appreciate the donations for the company. They're going to go directly to the, the Teatro Baza. And um, it's a very gorgeous production. It's edgy and beautiful and modern and delightful and really exciting that they're coming. It will be in Polish with subtitles. And we have a number, you know, we have a Polish community in St. Louis, so I hope they'll turn out for it. But I would like people, even if they don't speak Polish, just to come see some beautiful theater art presented by, you know, our friends, our Tennessee Williams friends across the globe. I mean, you know, I brought people in from Ghana and my friends from Cape Town, South Africa worked on. Gosh, Lynn, I remember when you interviewed Fred and I in my living room. Yes, yes. <laughs> that had to be. I know that was such a long time ago, and yeah. then I've I've interviewed. Um, oh, I just am gonna forget the all the people I've interviewed, but so many talented people who have such insight into Tennessee Williams. 
about what his themes were. It's all about loss, loss of innocence, loss of youth, loss of beauty. Uh, it's just really spectacular when you uh, look at his uh, the poetry and mm -hmm. the lyricism of his work and go beyond that. And I think you brought that out to people. It's not just good entertainment with Fine. meaty roles. It's so, the whole yeah. thing. Last Summer plays very differently today because a lot of the themes are very timely as we speak. I mean, it, 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 it's about truth and what is truth and does everyone have their own version of the truth and they do what they can to make that work and become truthful for them. So, you know, it's, it's something that we're all facing right now in our country. And uh, I'm really thrilled that this is where we landed with this, this play. I am too. Although we're having I a lot of conversation. I highly recommend the panels on Saturday morning. Tom Mitchell curates them for us and you know, whoever thought I'd be working with Tom Mitchell with my own company, he's legendary in the Tennessee Williams world. I knew of him long before I was a producer of Tennessee Williams work. And now he's our scholar. And uh, and and definitely one to uh, pay attention to, to listen to. I The first year I went to some of his uh, panels that yeah. were um, in Grand Center, and yes. uh, I enjoyed them thoroughly because he has great insight. Yes, he into does. Tennessee. And if yeah. you want to do a deep dive or you just want to enjoy camaraderie and theater and good performances, because you always get cream of the crop. Always uh, the cast is always just uh, very alive. And I, I know a uh, streetcar named desire was your big winner at uh, the St. Louis Theater Circle, but uh, the whole company has enjoyed many uh, nominations and many, um, you know, lots of recognition and even national recognition with the New York Times doing the piece on your glass menagerie. It's pretty great. Oh, I know. Yeah. And well, so we appreciate your appreciation because, you well, know, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm excited. And so I will, I will be there. I hope, you know, God willing, trust, <laughs> knock on wood. And uh, I thank you for your time because you are a busy, busy bee. You, uh, your offices <laughs> are in the high low right yes. now. And that's a happened in place. Yeah. The Cranswells have just done so much with, with the Cranswell Arts Foundation and just bringing that part of town to life a grand center i mean it's a true theater district now and and an arts district and you know it's it's a destination in st louis for visitors as well but i think we all need to really look around and see what a pretty terrific city we live in yes and i think it's good and i think now people really want connection and if you yeah. want a local connection you can't get much better than Tennessee Williams Festival. So yeah, it's uh it's always exciting to see. And you always have just the best ideas about how to make things just extra special and and oh. put your put your spin on them, like the lady fingers and the lemonade and just a <laughs> little, you know, just the little costume things. And I I just remember all the little one acts in different parts and how specific I they can't were. wait till we can do that again. 
Oh, I know. In the in the different houses. Well, Carl is not here today because he is celebrating his 25th anniversary and they went to Hawaii, but they're taking their daughter to college in Chicago. So we are missing Carl today and he's my tech guru being in radio for over 30 years. And I am trying to figure out how to get this picture. So we have to do a screenshot, <laughs> which well, would be okay if I, if I didn't, but um, so let me see what I can do here. Oh, you're taking a picture. Yeah. And okay. you look lovely by the way. Oh my goodness. Well, it's all, it's all tricks. It's all smoke and mirrors, Lynn. <laughs> Well, um, I'm I'm on screen for just a, a for a blip because I do have the the uh, or as Carl says the Rona. Yeah, <sighs> it's back. I had this is the second go around in three years, four years. What is it now? I guess we're going on four years. So yeah. that new that new strain that's mm -hmm. going around that everybody's. I'm you crossing know. my fingers that my cast stays healthy. Oh, I know. Well, uh, the vaccine won't be out till. I know. A few weeks. And then we're going to be good. So let me see. Why am I not being able to do this? Carl does this so easy. And he says to me, oh, you just do it this way. And I am totally blanking out here. So. It's Okay. What we can do is he'll just, he'll put up like an, right. you know, he'll, okay. he'll, he'll do his magic. He will edit us in the beginning. He will edit all this out that I'm just talking about now. Okay. And yeah. okay. well, I got to run my sweet. Yes. I love you. Love you too. And I look I'll forward to email me and let me know when you're coming. Okay. Okay. And thanks a lot. Okay. Love. Bye-bye. Bye. We're having a special episode today because Carl is not here and I am under the weather with COVID. So we are not going to have the usual movie reviews or um, theater roundup, but we're starting again. And suddenly last summer is at the Tennessee Williams Festival. It'll be at COCA uh, starting September 7th and uh, its closing is September 17th. And I will also, uh, the rep starts its season with the Layman Trilogy, which won the Tony Award last year. And uh, that's going to be spectacular, I hope. And uh, we've got a whole round of things coming up this fall that's just going to be uh, really great. So everybody stay safe, be well. If you have symptoms, Get tested. Don't go anywhere. Wear a mask. Thanks. Bye-bye.